Amnesty Secret Comedy Podcast. I'm Richard Melvin, the producer of Amnesty International's Secret Comedy Podcast. We've spent the last month in Edinburgh talking to comedians, actors, performers and singers. We've been talking about freedom of expression, equal rights and secrets. We've had a few stunning revelations, mainly involving ex-presidents of the USA. Coming up over the next half hour or so, we've got some of our favourite bits and some brand new stuff, including backstage chat from Hannibal Burris and David O'Doherty. First, this. Some stellar contributions from Police Academy's Michael Winslow, Jim Owen, Alan Davis and Claire Sweeney. All in conversation with Susan Kalman. How are you enjoying Edinburgh Festival? Are you enjoying it? Hey. <laughs> I'm in Edinburgh. <laughs> Are you understanding what people say to you? No. But I do understand this. And that was a sheep, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, Amnesty International stands for uh, Equality, Freedom and Justice. What do you think that freedom sounds like? What do you think freedom sounds like, Michael? The truth? Yeah. You're expecting me to do Morgan Friedman now, right? <laughs> I miss Andy. Uh, you enjoyed Edinburgh, good, yeah. Coat on, coat off a lot, isn't it? Coat on, do coat, coat off, oh, coat on. You always ask someone else whether you need a coat or not. Just before you leave the house, you always turn to your friend and go, do I need a coat? Like they know how hot or cold you are. And they don't care, they just want to get you out. And they go, no, you don't need a coat, come on. And then you're out and you go, you told me I didn't need a coat. <laughs> Nothing worse still than having a coat out in a day that you don't need it. Sweat lashing off and you think, I don't need this coat. Should have asked somebody. Have you ever given away a secret by mistake? I'm not, I don't think I'm very good at secrets. No. But I, don't, I certainly don't tell people secrets because people do not keep them. I think that's one of the rules of secrets, isn't it? It is. Don't tell anyone this is a secret. That really means, can you pass this on, but don't say it came from me. Yes. (laughs) It's the whole thing these days of uh, the humble brag, as they call it on Twitter, of, oh, I'm just, I'm so tired today, what with all the wonderful things I'm doing. Yeah, the humble brag, I love that. You think after all these years on the red carpet, I'll get used to it. It's worth following, it's very funny. It's astonishing, it really is. I just like to say things like, I'm watching Loose Women in My Pants. I think that's a much more honest way of tweeting. But you never wear your pants when you watch this, will you? Never. <laughs> I was in Russia at a party. As you do, right? I'd gone to Russia to this party, it was a mad party. And it was, I was at the bar with uh, Scylla Black and Gail Tilsley right? Helen Worth, right? Your life is so much more interesting than mine, Claire. And Bill Clinton was hosting this party, right? This is... Shut up! This is honest to God's truth, right? And he, he was dressed as an admiral. It was a 19th century costume ball, right? So Bill Clinton... Um, he's very, very flirtatious. And Bill Clinton's at this party and Liz Hurley's got him up against the wall talking to him. I'm at the bar with Scylla and Gail Tilsley. And he comes over in his admiral jacket and he, he starts flirting and chatting. He's one of the most charismatic men I have ever met in my life, right? 
And my boyfriend at the time was over the other side of the room. And he's he's flirting away and chatting and chatting and chatting. And then he says, um, and his bodyguards, they still call him Mr. President. They keep saying, oh, Mr. President, it's time to leave. Time to leave, Mr. President. They obviously knew what he's like. And he's like, no, no, it's fine, it's fine. I'm like, oh. <laughs> still, it's like, we're beside ourselves. Anyway, <laughs> he walks out the room, right? And then he come back in and he said, um, would you uh, like to continue this party somewhere else? <laughs> that was it. He was leaving and he, he's like that. And I don't know what made me say it. I said, um, you left legs staying and your right one's wanting to leave or something. So his line came back. He says, I'm a middle legs dancing. That's what he said to me. Right, that's what he said, right. Anyway, he gets taken out by the bodyguards and he sneaks back well, into shot the party. <laughs> he sneaks back in and he comes over and he shakes my hand. He said, would you like to continue this party somewhere else? And I said to him, Mr. President, I want to keep my dress clean tonight. <laughs> <laughs> referring to Monica Lewinsky, of course. And I, I, I kind of told this uh, story to someone and they blurted it out on telly and it ended up in the newspaper, so that was my secret. <laughs> Extraordinary! You're listening to a free download from Amnesty International. So what can you do to help, I hear you ask? Well, it's easy. Everybody involved gave up their time to help Amnesty. And you can do the same by texting SECRET to 70555 to donate £3 to Amnesty International. That's the word SECRET to 70555. Texts cost £3 plus one standard message. Refer to your tariff for details. Amnesty UK receives at least £2.85 from every £3 donated. Over 18s only. Please ask bill payers' permission. See full terms and conditions at amnesty.org.uk slash SMS terms. Go on. Why wouldn't you do that? Here's Alan Davis again with Sarah Pascoe, Michael Mittermeier, Shappy Corsandi, Reese Darby and Josie Long suggesting why you might like to get involved. The first time I ever did stand-up was in March 1988 and it was a benefit for Amnesty International and I've supported them ever since and I think you should support them today. Because the world needs Amnesty. It's a very powerful organisation to campaign for political prisoners and there are really things happening. I, I saw it myself, so um, believe. I just think that it's so important that it's kind of like a selfless act because you're uh, giving money to help, and it's a very small amount of money, but to help other people. But then I think when you protect human rights, you're also protecting yourself and everyone else that you love here. As I see in my show, complacency is the enemy of equality. Mm. Yeah, there's no jokes, just that. <laughs> I just get a lot of pussy out of it like a mass I'm joking sorry <laughs> that's good I mean that would probably get cut wouldn't it I'm no it won't say it Josie well they, they had this great auction where I, I bid for a really brilliant painting and that made me interested in human rights <laughs> Rhys talk, talk that if you can because that's the most honest answer you talk about human rights but you made us wait out in the car park for 40 minutes before we came into the show <laughs> Amnesty International, uh, freedom of speech, big for me. Otherwise, I don't think any of us would be here. Mm. And I say some pretty rough things in my show about mermaids and <laughs> the existence of Bigfoot and things. And mm. I think it's all true. And I want people to believe it. Well, I, 
I, I, I have to say something less shallow than bidding for stuff in an auction. No, now. that's all we've got time for, Shappy. That's what's going out. So, Big Foot exists. Uh, no, but it's been absolutely gorgeous. And, and Shappy's involved in Amnesty International because she's a caring, wonderful, beautiful and woman. And I come from, I was born in a country where there is freedom of speech, but no freedom after you've spoken. <laughs> that's why I live in England, because there's no freedom of speech in Iran, and my dad's a writer, and that's why I do it. And, and, and thank you very much for having me. Well, that's the serious stuff out the way. Let's have some more stand-up comedy. We've got Phil Nickel, Rob Beckett, Felicity Ward and Benny Boot. But let's kick things off with one of Paul Foote's disturbances. Uh, this next disturbance is in the form of a, a, a fact. Quite a, lot of, quite a lot of the disturbances are lies. <laughs> but uh, this one is in the form of a fact. Fact. The deepest parts of the ocean are deeper than the tallest mountains are tall. To put it another way, if you took the Himalayan mountain range and turned it upside down into the sea, loads of sanctimonious charity climbers, (laughs) people pushing themselves to the limits of physical endurance to discover themselves... Tibetan wise men and other losers would drown. Don't do this, girls. I was in bed with my ex-girlfriend, and she, was, she said to me, she went, Phil, if you could just change one thing about me cosmetically, would it be? I was like, uh, no, baby, you're perfect. She said, no, baby, if, yeah, I know I'm not perfect, but there's one thing about me, what would you change cosmetically? What would it do? I would, no, baby, you're, baby, you're so wonderful. She said, no, 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 I know you're lying. If you could change one thing about me cosmetically, I said, I change loads of things, actually. Uh... <laughs> She's a brunette, right? So I said, maybe you have like short blonde hair, a little bit of a hairband, you know, a button nose, high cheekbones, you know, that'd be nice. That's kind of cute, right? Or maybe a, a fit, sort of sportsy physique, uh, toned abs, nice thighs and calves. Then I realized I'm describing Fernando Torres. Uh, I know. And I couldn't get him out of my mind. Like, yeah. I know. I, all I can see is sit him sitting on the ground after admitting a sitter with, with that like little pout he gets just before he gobs and he's looking up at me with those big Spanish eyes. <laughs> And it improved our sex life, ladies and gentlemen. My dad, uh, my dad thinks that I need a lot of help with my jokes. Uh, clearly, he's wrong. And uh, no, he he calls me up all the time with these. He works on a building site, and so he calls me up with terrible jokes. And he called me up recently, and ironically, I'm about to tell you one now. And uh, what's the opposite of irony? Wrinkly, very good. So he called me up, and. Uh, I've got two more of those. One of them is bona fide, which is a genuine erection. And uh, number three is hornet, which is a device to catch a promiscuous woman. Are you all right? Yeah. Good. I'm Rob. Nice to see you. I'm from uh, South East London, Lewisham. Anyone in? Never is. Um, I don't get it. I've got a bit of a working class background. Any working class people in? Really? Amnesty gig at the fringe. <laughs> I don't think so. I didn't know what this deal was till I got invited on it. Um, but now I do, and it's great. <laughs> I, um, yeah, um, it's confusing, though, class. I don't think... If, if you're not sure, you can do a test to see if you're working class or not. Um, you're normally working class if your television is bigger than your bookcase. Uh, <laughs> that's how it works. So you'll have a 50-inch plasma on the wall and a little Billy bookcase from Ikea with DVDs on it normally. <laughs> 
I hate knives. I think they're scary and they're dangerous. But you know what, ladies and gentlemen? I think the word knife is scary in itself because the K is silent and is concealing a knife. <laughs> what the fuck you got there, K? What, what, what is that? Is that a, is that a knife? <laughs> We've been asking our guests to reveal some secrets over the last few weeks. Here's a couple from backstage at Amnesty's annual Stand Up For Freedom gig from David O'Doherty and Hannibal Burris, followed by the boy with tape on his face, Danielle Ward, Janet Ellis and, well, Terry Alderton. I know quite a lot of secrets. Um, For example, WD-40 is sold very often in bicycle shops as a lubricant. But it's not a lubricant. It's a water displacement spray. That's what the WD and WD-40 is short for. It was developed in the Second World War to get water out of engines of aeroplanes. If you put that on your chain, it, it lubricates it for a day. But what it's actually doing is it's pulling the moisture and the old lubricant off it and replacing it nothing whatsoever. So your chain ends up becoming dry and then can get brittle. And then you can fall off and have a serious accident. So the main secret that I know is that WD-40 is not a lubricant. George W. Bush once tried to kill me, which was, he was in his motorcade. Uh, he'd been at dinner at the American Embassy, and I, I went to see his motorcade, because there are about 30 cars long, all the Secret Service. It's quite a spectacular thing if you ever get the chance to go and see uh, a presidential motorcade. And there's a couple of outriders, and then it was his car, and then the other 29 vehicles behind him. And I stood on Baker Street near central London, and I saw his car approaching, it was going quite slowly, and... and and I just thought there weren't many people standing around and I, and I was on the curb and I thought well I'll just try and get up to his window and have a look at him so I stepped out into the road almost pressing my face against his glass and his driver obviously saw that as a threat to the vehicle which I think they call limo one like marine one and air force one and in an emergency kind of swerve if you like just grabbed his steering wheel and swerved at me uh, which forced me to jump backwards very suddenly onto the pavement so I caused um George W. Bush, a serving president, and his wife, Laura, uh, a moment's discomfort. Um, I, I might be on some sort of CIA watch list, for all I know. But in that instance, I believe he tried to kill me. <laughs> there are no secrets in the show, but, right, I really love the Olympics. I was really into it. And so I tweeted all the way through the opening ceremony, and I tweeted all the way through the closing ceremony, and I was quite drunk. And you know when Russell Brand came out doing I Am The Walrus, I tweeted, I've had sex with him. <laughs> but who hasn't? <laughs> I mean, come on. And I couldn't, you know, when you think, oh, God, I really shouldn't have written that. So that's uh, my secret. That's amazing. <laughs> what I liked about that was that one person in the audience was impressed. Just oh, one I know. woman. I know. Everybody else was disgusted <laughs> and appalled. Quite right, too. So the sort of oblique secrets, like I, I did have an affair with a Radio 1 DJ, I'm not saying which one. No, was I'm it not. Smash or Nicey? <laughs> well, thanks. No, I'm not saying which one, because um, I'm never going to write it, but I'd like to think all this is grist for my autobiography. Chris Evans? <laughs> Should we just keep guessing? Yeah. 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 Well, well, yeah. Tony um, Blackburn? Yeah. No. Oh, oh. No. Hang on a minute. No. no. You'd be able to tell, if you ever named him, I would blush. So well, that's why we're trying. DLT. Oh, I was going to give that. But we we do want to get a confession out of uh, out of Mark Watson. What Never mind we? that. I'm just trying to think who else has been on Radio 1. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> ranch dressing isn't what you think it is. 
Uh, I, I tell people in interviews that I quit school to juggle. In reality, I failed miserably. And I got thrown out. Fine. Uh, Another Cal- one. Caligula made a horse a senator. Lovely. Uh, Another one. That's not a secret. I knew that as well. Come on. Another one. Russell Kane's 38. <laughs> Have you ever been told a secret you've given away? Have you mm. accidentally told anyone a secret? Um, <sighs> no. Okay. <laughs> that was fucking beautiful. It was the tension. It was like an episode of Dynasty. I didn't know what was going to happen. Thanks for that, Terry. Very insightful. Now, what show wouldn't end on a song? Well, here's a montage of three of our favourites. First, Loretta Maine, followed by Deanne Smith and Mitch Benn. And I hate that I'm sucked in by the latest fad and dieting. And I hate that I will cry at anything that Jennifer Aniston is in. And I wish that I was well-read, but I reach for Take a Break instead. But you know what makes me lose it? What makes me scream so angrily? It's when Chris Evans goes on holiday and we get Richard Madeley. And Mr. Cameron... While I'm here, hope you don't make it to the end of the year Cause you're such a waste of space with your freaky tiny face Everyone is different We all belong to different clubs Diversity is beautiful There's no need to push and shove One thing we all have in common One thing that we're made of We've all got a heart and a soul And we're all here to die We're gonna die, we're gonna die We're gonna kick the bucket We're gonna buy the farm And you're gonna die and you're gonna die, and your mom's gonna die. Sorry if she's already dead. <laughs> die, 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 die. If the gays are allowed to marry, it'll be disastrous. And it's not because they're sinners and not as good as us. It'll undermine the institution of marriage in every way Cause you see what'll happen is no way a minute What we really mean is look at just bloody well okay The Church of England says gay weddings would destroy marriage and it should know It was founded for the sole purpose of destroying a marriage long ago It'll spell the doom of the tradition Just wait and see if we let more people do it No, that can't be right, look, hang on just a second rate It really will, honestly it's forbidden in the Bible, you've been warned Right next to the passage prohibiting prawns And shaving and wearing mixed fabric clothes But those bits of nonsense every Christian knows But the bit we can cling to, the bit that's true Is the bit that tells us we're better than you And it's okay to bully and discriminate Give us a break here, we're running out of people to hate Can't hate the Jews no more 
We're too scared to hate the Muslims Cause being gay's a lifestyle choice The evidence is strong Cause if it's not they're just born that way It means God isn't nice or the Bible's wrong Our values must be protected Of this there can be no doubt And it's not just because they're weird and unnatural uh, Look at that, two men holding hands And now they started kissing And they bet the fiddle with each other Blur, make them stop, they're yucky and they freak us out Amnesty Secret Comedy Podcast. Well, that's it for just now. You've been listening to the Amnesty International Secret Comedy Podcast. If you've enjoyed this one, make sure you go back and listen to all the other ones we made in Edinburgh. You can help us by texting the word SECRET to 70555 to donate £3 to Amnesty International. Everybody involved in this podcast gave their time for free, so it really is the least you can do. Text SECRET to 70555 to donate £3. The text will cost £3 plus one standard message. Refer to your tariff for details. Amnesty UK receives at least £2.85 from every £3 donated. Over 18s only. Please ask bill payers' permission. See full terms and conditions at amnesty.org.uk slash terms. We'll see you next time. Amnesty Secret Comedy Podcast is a Dabster production for Amnesty International.